0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: I think it's just important for the live guys to be up there because I think I think we need I think we need to be up there. I think there's a lot of chatter about uh, these guys don't play real golf. These guys go don't play real golf courses for sure. I'll be the first one to say the, the fields aren't as strong. I'm I'm the first one to say that, but we still got a lot of guys up there that can play some really serious golf.
0: That's Cameron Smith speaking to the golf media at Augusta National. It sounds a lot like a man with a point to prove. There have been a lot of questions around Smith and how his 17 Live teammates competing at the Masters might colour the event. Will they be welcomed by other players? Will they wear Live logos? Will they storm the 18th green if one of the team wins, as suggested by Greg Norman? Perhaps what's been overlooked is how Smith might deal with the ghosts of last year's nasty final round. Today, we're unpacking it all. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Nick O'Hearn is a former member of the USPGA Tour. He has played the Masters four times, even managed a top 20 finish there in 2006. He's the host of a very punny titled Talk Birdie to Me podcast. Nick, it feels as though the eyes of the golfing world are on Cam Smith this week. Uh, As the banner player for the Saudi-backed Live League, it was always probably going to be the way, and he's spoken to the media today. He seemed quite comfortable to me. How do you think he's handling the scrutiny of the golfing world watching what he's doing this week?
2: Well, I mean, Cam Smith, he's possibly one of the most laid-back characters uh, you'll, you'll see off the golf course, on the course. He's one of the grittiest competitors you also see, so uh, nothing that goes on in the media or or surrounding the circus, I guess you could say, uh, is going to affect him too much. I mean, it was quite an interesting press conference. You know, admitting the fields aren't quite as strong as. Uh, as the PGA Tour, obviously, and he does miss some tournaments.
1: Yeah, I, I do miss certain tournaments, um, certain golf courses, I think.
2: Yeah, I think he'll handle it pretty well. And once he gets out on that golf course, his his record is pretty impressive. So uh, I'm sure he'll feel pretty comfortable.
0: The live competitors haven't played that much. There's been just three tournaments for their year so far. And it was intriguing to hear Smith talk about how he thinks the Rebel League needs to perform in order to prove a point almost. This is going to be the first time we get a read on how the different league might be impacting these competitors. How do you think their lead-in might impact the way they go here at Augusta?
2: Yeah, it hasn't been ideal, that's for sure. They've only played uh, three live golf events, have you mentioned. I think some of them played the event in Saudi Arabia as well. Unfortunately, he missed the cut there, which was an actual cut event. And then his other three starts, what have they been sixth i think twenty sixth and twenty ninth so definitely not ideal
1: you know i 'm just not playing really good golf at the moment, and i uh, 'm um, trying to fix that
2: last week they played an event in orlando florida that 's probably the furthest thing that you 're going to get from augusta national bermuda greens and and a very resorty style of golf, so preparation-wise, not ideal. I mean, for someone like Brooks Koepka, he's obviously loving it because he won the golf tournament, the individual title, and and is showing some sort of form. I did read that Cam said he felt pretty good in the last round but just dropped a few shots which were a bit careless.
1: Like I said, there's lots of stuff, particularly uh, last week, I think, um, that was a really big positive. I had had a go on there yesterday afternoon to not really finish that well, and I feel like there was lots of really nice stuff to, to kind of get out of that.
2: I think, unfortunately, that's what happens when you don't play those competitive reps week in and week out because the guys on the PGA Tour and and European Tour, you know, they've been playing a lot of golf already this year and they're fully primed for for what's in front of them. It's almost as though the live players are going to be playing a little bit of catch-up, I'd say, because all of a sudden there is a cut and there is this external pressure that maybe they don't quite feel as much of in the live golf given it's 54 holes, guaranteed money, no cut. So I think this is going to be a great indication.
0: It was interesting to hear Smith also talk about the warm reception that he received.
2: You know, I've
1: spent probably an hour out in the range already uh, this afternoon. It was good to see some familiar faces, uh, lots of laughs and lots of handshakes. It was really nice. I I really wasn't sure what I was going to expect uh, walking onto the range, but it was good to see some uh, familiar faces
0: and, and lots of smiles. Are you surprised that relations aren't more frosty?
2: Oh, not towards Cam. No, he's one of the nicest guys out there, very laid back and obviously gets along with most people. I mean, even when he got the, I guess, the snub at the players because he joined Liv, uh, the players championship, he wasn't allowed to play this year. He sort of took it on the chin and said, oh, I might even go out and watch. So You can sort of almost tell that he does miss some of those events. But as far as whether he'll get the cold shoulder, that definitely won't happen with him. He's good mates with a lot of players out there. Probably some frosty looks or, uh, you know, the odd snide remark made about them. I know Freddie Couples has come out in the media.
1: I feel bad that they're doing this, but I, I don't dislike Brooks Kepka or Sergio or Lee Westwood. It's, it's their lives, but I think they're ruining
2: it. I'd love to be at that Champions Dinner, which, uh, which happens on the Tuesday night. That would be fascinating, some of the conversations and, and the seating arrangements. But, yeah, that would be a fun one to almost be a fly on the wall for sure.
0: One big name who will not be at that dinner is Greg Norman. He says he has not been invited to the overall event. Now, Liv like to see themselves as great disruptors. And we heard Norman say that his 18 players had a meeting and agreed that if one of their 18 win, the other 17 will storm the green with congratulations for their victor. Can you imagine the optics of that, Nick? It was intriguing to hear Cam Smith say that he hadn't been part of that meeting.
1: There definitely hasn't been a conversation with me. Um, if, if there was one, I definitely got left out of that one. And it spoke um. to me
0: that in one of golf's more sacred sites, maybe the live guys aren't entirely comfortable being disruptors in that space. As someone who's played there, Nick, can you maybe tell us how something like that would be received?
2: Probably not that well, uh, I would think. The men at the Masters, the gentlemen who wear the green jackets they're a bit of a law unto themselves and sometimes they make their own rules up as they go along which is which is totally up to them I mean we all play by their rules obviously and if you stood on the first tee and they said look you have to play this ball in this club you'd just have to do it they kind of you know set the rules themselves but uh, if they did that mm, that would maybe lend themselves to perhaps changing the criteria for next time around Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in that case so as you said, Cam Smith didn't get that memo As far as that 18 players on the last green But if a live player does win, I will be very surprised It wouldn't surprise me if they're up there at the end But a victory for them I mean, it's kind of hard-pressed to go past really the big three at the moment in golf And that's uh, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahman, Rory McIlroy I think the winner will come from one of those three guys
0: With all the focus on the live storyline Smith's horror final round from 2022 has been forgotten somewhat
2: oh! Raised Creek held that one out, Nick Yeah. They down in. to the right. Tough to believe. So no pies on the card through four holes for the young Aussie. How much
0: can something like that play on a golfer's mind, Nick?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, you always remember what you do out on the golf course in previous events and how each hole sits, you know, comfort-wise for you. But he has a lot of experience there and he's played well there in the past. So he'll be drawing on his positive memories. I mean, one thing I think elite pro golfers are good at is drawing on the positives not the negatives so and if you do draw on the negatives well guess what you're probably not going to be up there for very long so uh, having a short memory in that regard as far as the negatives go is is a golfer's greatest asset but also having a long memory with the positive things that's also another asset as well and uh, and the top pros are are very good at those sorts of things and, and that's why they win these majors and they become you know legends of the game.
0: There are other great Australian stories. It's 10 years since Adam Scott won a green jacket. Min Woo Lee, his star continues to rise. Former world number one, Jason Day's regaining health and confidence. Which of those three might give Australian golf fans the most reason to cheer?
2: Well I think the obvious one is Jason Day his form since the start of the year has just been very consistent and at a very very high level I think he started the year around 115 in the world rankings and needed obviously to get in that top 50 and And I think he's ranked number 33 now has played seven events and hasn't finished outside the top 20 in seven tournaments so his form is very very good and and given his history you know he He finished second there i think in 2011 and third when scotty won and fifth when tiger won back in 2019 so he's definitely the pick of the bunch Uh, adam has some great history there obviously minwoo he's just an excitement machine and you never know what he's capable of
1: i've been playing awesome other than a couple holes over there at sawgrass um it was actually really solid golf so if you do that, that's going to be a pretty solid week. So just keep doing what I'm doing.
2: Wouldn't surprise me if he goes out all guns glazing the first couple of rounds, but can you hang on on the weekend? And obviously that famous line, the back nine on Sunday, is where it all happens. Yeah, one person I'm feeling for right now, I guess, is Lucas Herbert, who's not there. He finished number 51 on the uh, world ranking, so he missed out by one spot to getting in after the match play. So um, that will probably motivate him even more for next year.
0: Just finally, Harrison Crow. For those who don't know the Australian amateur... Why has he got a legion of fans around the world on a bit of sort of cult following?
2: Oh, well, he's uh, done, done some things, you know, a couple of things on YouTube. What did he hit that shot from the, from the pub uh, in St. Andrews across all the hotels and that onto the 18th green? I think that's caught everyone's attention. Get,
0: all! Get, all! Get all! Woo! a Get a That could work. Well, that could work. You know close. On the green! On the green! Oh, oh, on the green?
1: Let's go, We're baby. Done. Okay. How close is it? Well, let's go find out right now. You're coming
2: with us. But he got into the tournament, winning the Asia Pacific Championship in Thailand. Uh, yeah, he's just an excitement machine as well. A little bit like uh, Minwoo Lee in that regard. And as an amateur, funnily enough, he get to stay in the Crow's Nest, which is a venue up top of the clubhouse. So Harrison Crow could be in the Crow's Nest. I mean, that, that would be fantastic. I think he's only gonna stay there one night after the amateur dinner which is on the monday night there so uh, other than that he'll be at home with or renting a house somewhere i'm sure with all his family
1: i got a i got a big crew over here this week and it's it just makes all all the week even more special and there's so many other aussies um from a home club that are over this week there's got to be at least 20
2: he will just soak up that experience and and who knows i mean an, an amateur has never won there and there's a reason for that because it's so difficult to win you need experience, years of experience to do it so you'll be like a kid in a candy store i'm sure
0: it's golf and christmas really this week thanks so much for opening a few presents for us nick we appreciate it
2: no problem Patrick. great to chat
0: Headlines. Jared Hayne has been found guilty of sexually assaulting a woman in Newcastle in 2018. This was the third trial the former NRL player had faced over the incident. He pleaded not guilty to two counts of sexual intercourse without consent. Hayne is now facing the possibility of jail time with a maximum sentence of 14 years. The Ultimate Fighting Championship's parent company, Endeavour, has taken a majority share in World Wrestling Entertainment. That's the company owned by Vince McMahon. The deal's worth 31 billion dollars you wonder how much the cult of entertainment and personality in wwe might infect the mixed martial arts league of ufc in an age where youtubers boxing is probably bigger than boxers boxing i think we can guess where this all might be heading i reckon we could do a full episode on that maybe we will Geelong captain Patrick Dangerfield says the club is struggling with a lack of confidence rather than a lack of hunger. The reigning premiers are 0-3 to start the season and are the only winless team in the AFL. The new skipper reckons the players need to remain positive and focus on the process. Real party line stuff. Geelong take on fierce rivals Hawthorne on Easter Monday should be a cracker. March Madness is over in the United States with Louisiana State and UConn, the champions of the women's and men's college hoops respectively. ESPN says that LSU's victory over Iowa State was the most viewed women's college game in history, pulling in an audience of 12.6 million at its peak. In the men's, UConn knocked over San Diego State 76-59 to claim a fifth NCAA title. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. If you still don't understand understand the whole live thing and why and how greg norman is involved we actually did a story with a big name golf rider when it first broke last year many of you may not have heard it because look it was an early episode and we were still growing it was one of my favorite pods in the project so far i've put a link to that in the show notes good context around today's episode thanks to the masters championship yahoo and random golf club for the extra audio used in this episode